As soon as I said that, I was like, I shouldn't have said that because now Shane's going to say this. Hello and welcome everybody to the Geekscape Games Podcast, level 12, year in review. That's a terrible um, title. Who came up with that? Uh, <laughs> it, it sounds like something that just took like 10 seconds to think up. Yeah, no, it's 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 as if we started this completely unprepared and ran into a bunch of issues trying to get the show started um, as per usual. I think only you had regardless, issues, actually. <sighs> regardless of the fact that we were already here an hour before. <laughs> yeah, let's not even get into like trying to use Google Hangouts and then my Skype was being a bastard and then... I had to reset my modem, yada, 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 yada glug, 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 glug. Yeah, and then I almost choked on fruit roll-up plastic. <laughs> it's a great start think, to 2015, you guys. It's a great start. It's, it's, it can only it, go up is... from here. <laughs> and trust me, it could go lower. Much, much lower. Um, yeah, anyway, give it time. We're only a minute in. It could get the a lot worse. The new Assassin's Creed game's not out yet, so we don't know oh, what's left. We don't know what's coming. Fuck. Oh, you're so right. You're so right. Uh, well, anyway, yeah, like the title says, this is our 2014 year in review. Um, in the grand scheme of things, Geekscape Games is fairly young on the Geekscape Network, but we aren't. We've been around for a long time, and we've been playing games all year. So this episode is going to be purely dedicated to um, uh, just our favorite games. You know, our we have our top fives lists up on the website, so we can talk about those uh, in more detail, talk about our biggest disappointments, biggest surprises. Um, just uh, just talk about how awesome 2014 was. Uh, but first, if you guys don't mind, I have a Amiibo scalper story to, t- to talk about that I've been holding on to for a few weeks. Oh, these are always good. So I was at Toys R Us, I think the week before Christmas, uh, searching for Amiibos, hunting for Amiibos. And I go to Toys R Us. And they have a big old display of them. And I'm there to get uh, a Fox and Luigi and obviously a Marth if they have it. So I go up to the the, the, the display and there's a fuck ton of Samus's. A fuck ton. And then I'm like, all right, well, let's look to see if there's a double 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 cannon uh, Samus in here. And, you know, that would be amazing, right? So I'm going through like the first row, just checking all of her left arms, like nothing, nothing, nothing. And get to the second row, nothing, nothing, nothing. And all of a sudden, like, like a specter being summoned from the depths of the underrealm this guy in a hoodie and like jinko jeans like floats across the floor and gets right up to me like his shoulder or his chin's like on my shoulder he's like hey man don't waste your time i already looked they ain't got none of the double arm cannons and then he's like shit and then he just melted back (laughs) melted back into a miasma and just disappeared in the crowd and it was like that was as most of our interaction was like, don't worry, man. I already looks. And he just vanished. He was like the fucking, the, the shopkeeper from Resident Evil 4. It's like, hey, what are you buying? <laughs> obviously, obviously no Samus Amiibos. He opens, his, he opens his coat and he just has a bunch of Amiibos hanging out of it. <laughs> and I'm sitting there and like, I'm already like completely like exhausted and overwhelmed uh, and a little hungover. And I haven't been in the Toys R Us in like a decade, so there's just people everywhere. I'm like, oh my god, it's so bright, so many colors. So I'm, I'm <laughs> in like I'm in this like haze to begin with, and this guy just just whew, he he came from nowhere and went to nowhere, but he just disappeared. What if it was you from the future warning yourself <laughs> as to not waste any more time? <laughs> <laughs> that could be. 
that could be. Um, do you have maybe a pair of Jinko jeans? Uh, I I have worn Jinko jeans. I probably had to like go find my old pair of Jinko jeans because I was wasting all my money on Amiibos and couldn't <laughs> afford new clothes. <laughs> well, maybe. I didn't really made Jinkos anymore. What the fuck was this? Like, where did he find them? That was my biggest he, question. Like, he, where did you get those? He found them in the future. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> obviously, they come back in style, and he's rocking them in the future when he's coming back to warn you to keep you from buying more Amiibo before you get completely hooked. Do you guys remember pipes? Not like at pi- all. Like pipe jeans? Like crack pipes? Uh. No, like pipe jeans. No, I'm from Canada. Was it pipe? Yeah, it was like pipes. What the fuck are you talking about? Oh my God. Uh, I have I no idea what this is. I think he fucking made oh. this shit up. Oh no, yeah, here they are. Lee pipes. Lee jeans had these pipes that like all the skateboarder kids used to wear back in the day. Forgot all about You're it. You're full of shit, Shane. Oh, I'm not gonna I'm not full of shit. Here we go. I'm gonna show yeah, you. No, I search I just search for pipe jeans and it doesn't say that there's a such thing. I like how it on says... topic we are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, like fucking so... mom jeans with two pockets. Like who the fuck cares? <laughs> They were the the big thing back in the day. Back in your day, this... maybe, you old fucker. <laughs> Aren't you older than me? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, 2014 off to How an amazing you? start. Uh, I am 25. 25 2014. <laughs> ASL? Fuck, 2014. 2015 off to a terrible start. Jeez. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> Told you it could get worse. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, let's uh, let's let's just start it off with our our lists. We have the uh, our written lists of our favorite games of 2014. Uh, one day up on the website. One day we'll have our list of favorite movies too. If someone can get theirs to me. Oh yeah, Jonathan London. J Lo himself. J Lo himself. Lazy J Lo. <laughs> he's out. He's out hanging out with Scott Kloffenstein Klop- from Real Big Fish. I- Instagram and fucking babies and shit. Yeah. yeah. Just- Running Spartan terrible. race. He can run a Spartan race, but he can't take five minutes to write a list. Oh, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. And then, like, he's going to work. Like, what? 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 What the fuck? Work? Yeah. What is? What? What even is work? Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> so let's uh, let's talk about our lists. Um, uh, is there anything else that you guys wanted to like touch on? I know that when I wrote my top five, I it was real brief, and I would love to talk more about why I said what I did. Um, but is there anything else uh, you guys want to talk about about your favorite games from the previous year? I want to talk about jeans some more. <laughs> okay, so I have a pair of, of raw denim Levi 501s I on. hear that's the, the shit, really. I hear that is, you, once is. you wear raw denim, you never want to wear anything else. Yeah, and it feels amazing if you're going commando. <laughs> uh, I only oh, yeah, wear, I sure. don't go commando because I wear Saks underwear. So. Oh, yeah. Geekscape Games, sponsored by Saks Oh, I wish. <laughs> I am up I, to seven pairs now. A whole week's yeah, worth. No. Do you know how many Amiibos you could buy with seven pairs of socks? I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit. Because when I'm Amiibo hunting, my balls are comfortable. If I have to run down the aisles of Toys R Us, I'm not getting chafed. There's no chafing there. <laughs> oh, you were trying to say something, Josh. Oh, no. I was just saying that that I can't go commando because my jeans have had holes in the thighs for the last month. But, you know, I could have bought new jeans during Black Friday, but I spent all my money on Amiibos. So I just got to get my... It's like I have to have my priorities straight. So well, I, I got I got locked down on a nice pair of Jinko jeans with your name on it. Oh, that's awesome. Maybe <laughs> maybe it was me from the future warning you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um so yeah, lists, guys. Is there anything you wanted to touch on or, or expand upon your written list? Maybe uh Josh, why don't you give us a quick rundown of uh 
your uh didn't you have like a top 14 or some some absurd bullshit yeah no i can't shut the fuck up sometimes but, obviously yeah obviously but um no it was a great overall it was a great year for games um as far as exclusives wise the wii u and 3ds knocked it out of the park of course and which showed because my list was just full of a ton of nintendo games but there's a lot of games that came out earlier in the year that left a pretty big impression like titanfall was fantastic i played that uh, more than a lot of the games i played this year um infamous was pretty strong um its short length held it back a little bit but Otherwise, you know, it was a solid entry for the PlayStation 4. I mean, it's pretty much the only PlayStation 4 exclusive worth owning right now, I think. So I've always, I mean, I I've always felt like Infamous was really hard for me to get into. Like I played, really? I played a bunch of the first one and I didn't play the, play the second one at all, but I picked up Second Son uh, shortly after launch and it's fun and uh, it's, it's a gorgeous game and it's like super smooth yeah. and stuff like that. But for instance, like when I started playing like Sunset Overdrive back in September or whatever, or actually I, I picked it up more recently. Uh, but when I started playing that, I was like, holy crap, this is like infamous, but way more fun. Like, like they felt very, very yeah, similar exactly. to me, but except I was having like <laughs> fun for right from the get go in uh, Sunset Overdrive where I felt like for a huge chunk of the time in infamous, like I'm just running around like shooting cameras and getting shards and stuff like that. So I can get powers. Right. But yeah, Sunset Overdrive just kind of throws you head first right from the start. And it doesn't, it, part of its strength is that it doesn't take itself seriously at all. So like from the very start, you're like grinding on rails while shooting like energy drink monsters and bouncing off of cars for no real reason, except for why the fuck not. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I mean, that was a big part of why Sunset Overdrive, I thought was um, one of the better games of the year. Yeah. Well. But, but personally, what surprised me the most is a lot of the lesser-known niche games that came out, some of them were really, really solid. Um, Inazuma 11 is one that I've been talking up for the entire year because it came out on the eShop, I think, in early January of last year. Mm -hmm. And it's a long-running series in Japan and Europe, but since the West doesn't give a shit about soccer, I guess they never thought to release it here until now. But if anyone's played Final Fantasy X with the whole Blitzball uh, minigame, that's essentially what it is, where you control a soccer team... They each member of the team levels up and they unlock ridiculous powers where they like set the ball on fire when they kick it and that kind of stuff. Um, but no, it was just it was so absurd. It had a ridiculous story, but it the gameplay was really solid and it had just a ton of charm. And it was developed by Level Five, so you know with late with their track record of Layton, Dark Cloud, um, Fantasy Life, even which came out this year. It's, yeah, it's a lot of the uh, a lot of the same uh, kind of writing and animation and all that kind of stuff that you'd expect from them you know what speaking of fantasy life you know what i just found out about fantasy life yes is is that uh nobo umatsu uh did the music for it oh yeah and that's why the music's running in my head every day and i feel like i'm gonna go insane <laughs> it just it's just running in my head in a loop like i'll be on my way to work or i'll be at work and i'll just start going dun, 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 for the, the main <laughs> town yeah but yeah no but yeah that was another fantastic game but i don't want to talk too much about it because that's what i spent two hours on the list for but the, <laughs> the last thing that i really wanted to talk about which really blew me away was my number one game which was danganronpa 2 i wrote it as a combination of one and two because i didn't want to fill up the list with two of the same game but um i don't know if any of you guys are fans of like text adventure games like the phoenix rights and the plethora of pc games that are in that are part of the genre haven't really ever gotten into them I, i've tried to play some of the Phoenix Wright games, just kind of bleh, fell flat. And actually, you know, there was one that was amazing on the DS. It was one of the only 
like M rated games. It was like room um, four sixteen or something. Oh, hotel dusk. Hotel room. dusk room whatever. Right. Holy shit! I wish I could. I I, I beat that. I, I had pirated copy on my my old DS, but yeah, that was a good game. Yeah, I have the sequel sitting on my desk that only came out in Europe and Japan, but I, that reminds me I need to get back to that one. But <laughs> just uh, like Danganronpa, it came out of nowhere. I heard whispers about it where people would tell me, oh, there's this Japanese PSP game that you would really like if you like Phoenix Wright. And it would, it's like Phoenix Wright, but like 10 times more like morbid. So I'm like, okay, cool. It kind of got a quiet release in the beginning of the year and just completely blew me away because the style, the writing, the characters were just all completely out there to the point where it had such an innocent art style, but the premise is you're in a school with a bunch of other classmates and you're trapped in there. And the only way you can escape is by murdering a classmate and getting away with it. Wow. And and whoever gets away with it is the only one who survives and everyone else would die unless that person gets caught and then they get killed in there uh, instead. And everyone else is still trapped and kind of fucked. Yeah. It's completely batshit. And the second one just took all of what made the first one great in terms of presentation and story. And it just cranked it up so much higher. Um, and But the biggest thing that left an impression on me is that it wasn't just complacent and wasn't willing to just be a text adventure game. It took elements of uh, rail shooters. It took elements of like little action adventure mini games. It took elements of even like a snowboarding game. In the second one, there's like a snowboarding mini game where you snowboard down a trail of logic to figure out mysteries and all this crazy bullshit. A and, trail of logic? Yeah, it's 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 impossible to explain. It's like something. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know, it just stuck with me so much between the story, the characters, all the side content, and each game to completely play through it as far as all the extra content and everything is a good like 50 hours each. So all of them last a really long time. And just as far as why that was number one, mostly because of how much it pushed the envelope and just wasn't satisfied with rolling through with the on the... I guess on the momentum of its story, it just wanted to be more than just a text adventure game, which is more than most games ever do. And considering that it was such a fresh new IP when it came out originally on PSP, the fact that the remade version uh, was given a chance over here and it paid off so well, um, I'm just looking forward to hopefully seeing the the series continue here in the West, because from what I heard, it's been doing really well on the Vita, which is rare for anything on the Vita. So, <laughs> Did, uh, Vita? Speaking of Vita... <laughs> Did you guys uh, uh, watch Mega 64's Todd and Aaron Awards? I by did. chance? I did not know. Oh well, they they have a part where it's like best Vita game, and it's just dead silence and nothing comes up <laughs> on the screen. <laughs> so and then it's like their game of the year was like uh, like their two game of the years were fucking from 2013. So <laughs> like everybody listening, like I'll put a, I'll put a link in the show notes, but the the Todd and Aaron awards just get funnier and funnier and funnier all the time. Yeah. And that's another thing that really kind of struck me with this year is just the overabundance of HD remakes. And then I looked at my own list of games that I picked for the year and it's like, you know, Inazuma 11 fantasy life, Danganronpa. And if I stopped to think about, about it, probably more than just those three, but all three of those are some of the best games I played this year, but all three of those are, uh, are ports that, were games that existed a long time ago in Japan that were just oh, really? making their way to the West. And it's like, just in general, it feels like the overall quality of new titles that are coming out is just dropping compared to the games that were out before. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like, 
with games like fucking, uh, you know, Destiny was my number five, and and I think a lot of people would be remiss to say that it 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 didn't kind of fall flat and was ultimately a thin game, but that came out was kind of a disappointment. Assassin's Creed Unity came out was a disappointment, obviously. Uh, then there's you know Watch Dogs. Watch Dogs came, but did that come out this year? Yeah, <gasps> yeah. Jesus Christ! It was supposed uh, to come was, out last that, year. Yeah, um, that was a disaster. Um, so yeah, it's 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 weird to see like um, like original titles. Like Titanfall is like the only one that like really sticks out that came out, launched, did exactly what it said, and like there was no like c- connection to the server issues, no like issues with like Xbox Live or like Origin. Like yeah, that, it had that a came pretty out, solid launch. It came out and played perfectly. But then everyone stopped playing it after two four. weeks. Well, I I played this sh- I played the shit out of it um like constantly and I played all the expansions and they've been adding a lot of free content which is really nice and I'm thinking about diving back into it but I just I'm so backlogged I got a new I got two new consoles and it's just like ugh. yeah I mean if if you guys jump into Titanfall I'll jump back into it I played it like straight for a month and got my first prestige and then stopped because every everyone I knew stopped playing it pretty much really quick so what uh what what, what console do you have it on oh Xbox One. Excellent. <laughs> PC Master Race. Yeah, no, I gotta actually get a computer that'll run this podcast before I can think about getting a game. <laughs> yeah, that's still like our episode two stinger is you is like my my computer can barely run this podcast, let alone a game, and it's yeah. still and then, true. And then almost ten episodes later, and saying the exact same thing. <laughs> it's still <laughs> true. Um, all right, well, uh, uh, Derek, is there anything you want to add to your list? Is there anything that you just want to like? I feel get out there. I feel like it was really. I feel like I played a lot of games this year, but I feel like the saddest thing about writing the list was looking at all the like acclaimed games that I didn't play yet. And I mean, like, I'm going. I'm really excited to go into 2015. Not only because all of the like so many fucking huge titles that were supposed to come out this year got pushed to next year and they were yeah. like the games that I was like oh these are the three games I'm most excited for this year and it's like oh now they're all coming out next year instead I'm really excited to see that but I'm also excited to see you know I love reading these like end of year lists from all sorts of publications because you know there's there's games that I just didn't ha- didn't even hear of like I games I've never even seen the title of that are making that are showing up on these lists and yeah like what the fuck is a dag and rumpa <laughs> <laughs> fucking weeaboo yeah, me and my waifus. <laughs> yeah, which which here, uh, if if anybody listening hasn't checked it out, uh, Josh has a what was it top twelve gaming waifus of the year, yes. and that was hilarious. Absolutely loved it. <laughs> well, Sorry, I love I falling. In, I love falling in love twelve <laughs> different times. <laughs> All right, uh, Derek, uh, continue. Yeah, sir. so I'm really I'm excited to go into 2015 and play all the games that got delayed and to play all the games that I fucking miss. Like I still haven't, I, I haven't played Bayonetta two yet. I did get it for Christmas. So I'm super excited to jump into it, but didn't get to play it. Uh, Dragon age inquisition, which I've heard nothing but good things about, uh, the vanishing of Ethan Carter, which Shane was all over. Um, he talked about it yeah. on one of the earlier episodes of the podcast and, and that looked that looked super stellar, and even stuff like uh, this war of mine, which I know Shane is really into. And Shane, you talked about it one episode, and then one of my close friends uh, got super into it, and he's talking about it all the time. And I just haven't had time to put put really put the time into this stuff. But I mean, and my I, list was. I think I think the the iOS version of that is out. Um, it's not. I looked. 
Oh. The last I saw was just t- like TBD 2014, but it's uh you know now it's 2015 and uh it's not on the app store yet but yeah no i feel like my list was pretty like you know like josh said there was so many hd remakes and i ignored most of them because i had already played these games or i was like i'd rather play these new experiences than these rehashes but you know one of them still made it on my list which is the last of us remastered because i fucking love the last of us so much and uh Well, The Last of Us was on our list last year. You know, I was looking through our list last year again, and The Last of Us was my game of the year last year. And, uh, you know, to be able you know, then it's like, hey, experience this again, but with way better graphics and a better frame rate. And, you know, we made everything better. Like, yeah, totally. Sign me up for that shit because I was going to play it again anyway. So I might as well do it this way. Like, yeah, um, like I I wanted to put GTA five on my list again, but I felt I felt kind of. Yeah, because it was it, it was like it's ostensibly you know just an HD remake. Yeah, yeah, and um, so is this. But I still I feel like I feel like there was a lot of really iffy experiences this year too. And but you know of all the games I played this year, The Last of Us Remastered was still still holds up as one of the best games that I played. And then you know I got some we had some really unique experiences too. Like my you know also on the list I had Alien Isolation, which I know Josh you and I talked about a little bit. Um, I, it's a game that I completely ignored. Like I, because because the Alien series has been a piece of shit for how many years now? Like, <laughs> yeah, Colonial Marines came out and and just you know d- dug it into the ground even more. And I remember like, yes, I saw the title of this game, and I remember like walking past this like phenomenal looking booth at Comic Con and stuff like that. Like they had the egg egg and all this like pod stuff you could go in and you could use the Oculus Rift with it and which they removed officially from the final game, which is lame. But uh, um, but then, yeah, the game came out, reviews started coming out, and I was like, holy crap, what is this thing? And then I played it, and it's like the scariest fucking game I've played in so long. Like, it is, you know, it, it, it does a really good job of just setting up, like, it's a couple to a few hours before you even see the, see the alien, like the one alien, there's only one. Um, and then the rest of the game is just like, just you're you're shitting your pants the entire time because it's so tense and and uh it does a really has a really good story great graphics it makes really good use of like depth of field and um in really interesting ways and and everything like that i got to i got to demo a little bit of it um uh on the oculus rift and that ugh ugh, that that (coughs) fucking spooked me oh yeah i watched some uh because you they they removed the official um support but you could patch it back in and i watched some let's plays with it and the people were fucking freaking out like it looks ridiculous yeah yeah and then yeah yeah my you know my number one game for the year was like just the game that i could not put down and still can't put down and and literally almost every time i see friends i uh which you know i have a couple of uh every time i see friends it's like yeah let's play some fucking mario kart and so mario kart 8 was my top and uh, I'm losing my voice, apparently. Or I'm just hitting puberty, one of the two. Or you're just getting emotional. Or I'm just getting emotional because it's <laughs> Mario Kart 8. <laughs> and I'm really good at it. And uh, it's it, it's a huge game. Like, my my roommate, who was always kind of like, oh, Nintendo's stupid. Like, they're not making any money. Like, all this shit. Uh, who he waited out. He waited outside uh, Walmart to buy a PS4 with me at their midnight launch. And... 
uh, everything like that. He sold his PS4, bought a Wii U, bought Mario Kart 8, and he, <laughs> and this was like, this, what a bitch. this is like five or five months ago, let's say. I've had my Wii U since launch. He has put more hours into Mario Kart in the last five months than I've put into my Wii U since I've had it. Like he does. Whoa, 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 whoa. Like, let's let's be clear. You're not a real gamer, so <laughs> he put like he's 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 at like 150 plus hours in Mario Kart 8. Like, wow. And he still can't wow. beat me. So uh, <laughs> there's that. Humble bro. So either he sucks or I'm really good. <laughs> one of the two. Uh, yeah, I was know, also really excited that uh, you know you guys know how much I love Candy Crush. Uh, <laughs> Candy Crush came out with a new game. It's called Candy Crush Soda Saga. And uh, oh my god! I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm not. So yes, I don't play that shit. I don't send- play that shit. Don't stop believe sending you. me. Stop sending me Facebook requests <laughs> to play Candy Crush. I do not. I want you say you don't play, don't play, but you play Mafia Wars anymore. <laughs> no, I I don't. Play stuff. And the honor, you know, I, I it was really. I tried to keep it to five, like five games because you know, time and, and everything like that. And, uh, but there was some great stuff I didn't even get to touch on. The walking dead had a really solid second season, nowhere near as good as the first season, but still really, really, really good. The wolf among us, another telltale game. I enjoyed that more than I enjoyed the second season, the walking dead. That was almost on the list. Uh, I pushed that out for alien isolation, actually, uh, super smash brothers, of course, super stellar. Can't stop playing that either. Um, though I'm terrible at it, I'm terrible at that one. Uh, Dude, yeah, I, 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 I was, uh, I was playing Smash Brothers with Josh over the break, and holy shit! Either Josh is really, really, really good, or I am complete <laughs> and like hand over fist garbage. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't. I, I was, I was so ashamed, what? and I, I kept killing myself. It was just. Ugh. One thing that was pretty funny is my, uh, my roommate. He got Smash Brothers. Actually, I got him Smash Brothers for his birthday. Um, last month, and uh, he bought a Link Amiibo. Is he Jesus? No, he's not Jesus. Uh. <laughs> uh, he, I uh, he bought a. Li- <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't know what I'm doing. Um, he bought a Link Amiibo and opened it up, and I was, you know, he's like, "Well, what? Like, how is this gonna be?" And I was like, "Well, he's gonna start at level one, and I hear they're super, super shitty when they're level one, like." Like they they fucking like run off the level and they're just no good and then you'll you know it'll train based on you and it'll get really good and then it'll get really hard to beat but at first it's probably not gonna be a challenge at all and he fucking touches the amiibo to the gamepad and he's going one on one with this Link amiibo which is a level one amiibo and it kicks his ass like <laughs> like it was the it was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Um, so apparently I haven't, apparently I haven't seen that many funny things because it probably wasn't that funny. But, um, and then middle, well, I got, I got my link amiibo to 13 and he was kicking my yeah, ass. Yeah. Um, yeah. So smash brothers is a great time. Middle earth shadow of Mordor. That's a, that's a surprising game that surprised the shit out of me. And that nemesis system is just let me play that. That's all I really want to play. I don't care yeah, about the rest what, of the shit. That's what everybody keeps like. Just let me like do the nemesis. Yeah, system. Yeah, that's exactly, what everybody says. Exactly. And PT, PT was a, one of the biggest surprises of the year, I think. And, uh, you know, that scared the shit out of me, especially with a fucking headset on. That was one of the first things I played using a headset. And, uh, I think I peed my pants and, uh, <laughs> Did, didn't you have to use a headset to finish part of it? <laughs> yeah. To, you have like, to actually to, get the actual ending or to actually finish it. it yeah. Um, which is fucked. And how did someone figure that shit out? Um, yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's like how in, um, Metal Gear Ground Zeroes, there was like those hidden Fox badges or Zoff or whatever they were. And then yeah, yeah. some of them are 
impossible otherwise. It's yeah. like, I don't know how you were expected to do that without a guide or anything. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Weren't. But yeah, and then to... Yeah, I think the most amazing thing about PT was just the fact that Sony's like, oh, there's this new little game coming out. Like, you can play a demo for it right now uh, on the PlayStation Network. And, like, nobody had any idea what it was. And it wasn't until, like, people started actually finishing it that they were like, holy shit, fucking new Silent Hill with Hideo Kojima and Guillermo del Toro. Like, that, that is, like, instantly upon. Oh, wait, and we can't, we that, can't forget the, the real in. star. We can't forget the real oh, story, Norman Reedus. And uh Norman Reedus, yeah. And and I mean as soon as I heard that and as soon as I saw those names, like I'm like, I don't care what else is coming out, this is my most anticipated game. Because the Silent Hill series, as shitty as it is now, is like that was my favorite series growing up. And uh and you know, and I still remember like, you know, when Downpour came out and when Homecoming came out and even fucking Book of Memories for Vita came out. Like I went to the fucking game store and I'm like, please take I'm like, take my money for this fucking mediocre piece of shit and I'm gonna go fucking love it. <laughs> or I'm gonna try to love it, but then I'm gonna cry myself to sleep at night because it sucks and and I'm just gonna and then I'm just gonna look at videos of Silent Hill two and remember my childhood and when this series was good. And this series is gonna be good again. And that's really did exciting. You, did you ever play um God, what was that game called? No, you know, never mind. The Wii version. Did you ever play that one? There's a Silent Hill, the Wii? Yeah, it oh, was Shattered a remake Memories of the first really one. Good. Yeah, Shattered I lo- Memories. I loved that one, and no one yeah. played it because everyone convinced themselves that the Wii didn't have any good games, but. Yeah, no, like, Shattered Shattered Memories was like, that was the one where I'm like, I'm going to buy a shitty Silent Hill game. And then, like, I went home and I was like, what is this? This isn't Silent Hill because this is good, and Silent <laughs> Hill is not. <laughs> but. Yeah, and, like, and it goes back to how we were talking about aliens, how, um, like, you it was just a feeling of isolation you didn't have any weapons there was just like hey, a they small should put the, they should monsters. put that in the title they should put that in the title of the game the, a feeling of isolation yeah, that would they, be that would be that would be brilliant they should get their marketing guys on that yeah, that'd be a great subtitle for that alien game oh yeah definitely <laughs> but, and then even like a game like clock tower 3 like i don't know i just love horror games where you're just kind of helpless and you're just supposed to escape well it makes it so much scarier when it's like i am literally helpless against all of this stuff and uh yeah you know, when it's like, it's like, well, for instance, Silent Hill Downpour, it was like, here's a fucking hundred weapons, and uh, there's only like two enemies in the whole game, and one of them is this weird woman, and then there's this weird dog thing, and you're going to see them over and over again, and yeah, just pick shit up off the ground and smack them, and that's that's the game. Like, it wasn't scary because you were just too powerful, and uh, there was no sense of dread or sense of fear or sense that I might not make it out of this, and, and yeah, games like Shattered Memories and the Clock Tower series, and and everything like that they do a really good job of you know making you afraid oh yeah definitely and that's why i love those games so much um real quick before we go too far off topic but did you ever get the secret ending in that game in which one uh shattered memories no i didn't actually oh it was hilarious i don't want to spoil it but no i oh what oh i remember seeing it somewhere and it was super funny it was it's just 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 tell us uh, it was it's like how every silent hill game has an alien ending yeah but like when you walk into the yeah. psychiatrist's office instead of the regular ending, um, it switches to where he's having the doctor's having another session with um Heather, and then and then he turns out to really be an alien, and then James from Silent Hill Two walks into the office, and he was like, oh, "Is really? it my time?" He's like, "Is it my turn yet?" And he's like, "Oh no, you're an, you're like an hour early for an, our appointment." And <laughs> then he goes, and he goes like, "Sorry about that. I can't stand that guy. He's always going on and on about his wife." <laughs> holy shit that's so funny <laughs> and then they all turn to aliens and fly away <laughs> yeah i always like love those rando like alien endings but yeah anyway yeah uh one uh is there anything you want to go over on your list um 
Nothing too much. I think it, I agree with everything that you know Shane and Josh has been talking about. Those are pretty much my picks. Which way I didn't write about them because it would have just echoed their sentiments. But I wanted to add though that um, I, I re- I'm really really happy with the way things turned out for Platinum Games in the last two years. Yeah, because uh, I didn't get into too much, but I, I didn't want it to be. I didn't want the article to be more about the the controversy behind the game rather than the game itself, but. For all the shit that Platinum Games took the last two years when they announced, or when Reggie fils announced that they were going to be publishing Bayonetta 2, from the threats that I'm going to kill those people, I'm never going to uh, buy a Platinum Games uh, title again, how dare you t- uh, turn your back on your real fans who, oh, when are you going to put the game out on a real console? And, you know, for all that, for all that talk, they just no. We're get, the game's going to come out in Wii U. That's the way. If you want to play it, either you buy the game for that system or you go visit a friend's house who owns the system. That's it. And not only did they, they always, then the you know, fans, oh, well, the game's going to suck. No one's going to buy it. People bought it. And not only did people buy it, people loved it. And not only did people love it, that game won and was nominated and won Game of the Year awards for all over any the place. Else. Yeah, all over the place. GameSpot, GameSpot, who's notorious for being super hypercritical of Nintendo titles, gave it a perfect <coughs> score. Uh, yeah. Edge gave it a perfect score. Destructoid named it their game of the year. Out of all the titles that came out in 2014, that was their game of the year. So, uh, for good for them. I mean, it just, it's just like the biggest uh, middle finger to any negative comments, any negative criticism. And for all that was shouted on Twitter... And you know what? For all those death threats, nothing came from it. Nobody committed suicide. So, if, if, you know, how about that? All that, all the big talk from Twitter never happened because you yeah. know, because you know how how often those guys, when they say they're going to do something, they really come through with it, right? So, <laughs> there's a lot of so, people on Twitter that should learn that threats, like Twitter threats, usually don't mean anything instead of blowing them out of proportion and saying the game. <laughs> I, I I want the next game to just be Kamiya going to, uh, finding out the IP addresses for all these Twitter accounts to talk shit about him, and he visit them personally, <laughs> <laughs> like like Troll Hunter featuring Kamiya, <laughs> and um, sequel to Amiibo Hunter Troll Hunter, <laughs> right? <laughs> and it's 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 just great to see that success story come through because I mean the Wii and Nintendo in general has always had this stigma that they're not for adult gamers and yet when games like mad world and no more heroes and house of the dead overkill all the way up to bayonetta 2 come out and then people just generally try to pretend they don't exist or say they don't belong on nintendo <laughs> yeah I, I i don't i don't get that like point of view but they, people will say oh uh yeah there's no adult games on the console and then when an adult game comes out it's like that doesn't deserve to be on that console it's like what, what the fuck <laughs> like, <laughs> it's Oh, it should have been out for the Xbox. You can't have it both ways. And I'll say this. If you're making that argument that – if anybody who makes the argument that Nintendo has no games or those aren't grown up games, you're probably under the age of 18 or extremely yeah. immature. Because the, yeah. only, the only kids who – I teach high school for a living. I've been doing it for about 10 years now. And the, the, those kids get super – you know, adamant about their systems. Like, what do you, they ask me, they don't ask me about where I went to college. They ask me, Hey, what do you want? A PS4 or, or, or X, PS3 or Xbox 360? 
I tell him, well, I own a, a Wii, Wii U, or a, and I own a PS3. And I had in the like I own all three systems, but now it's just Xbox One and a Wii U. And I still get that. Like the Wii U has no games. Well, they'll tell me, what are you playing? How vast is your library? And yeah, know, they'll say like, well, I have Call of Duty and FIFA. You you wanted to come take a look at my library? I got like about 150 games. And I play RPG, sport, uh, sports simulations, first-person shooters, you know, puzzle games, you know, any everything. So you know, I, I probably yeah. played a lot more games than you have, but you're the real gamer because you have games with guns. And wow, that's really adult, right? Wow, yeah. you must be yeah, super exactly. mature. Now, what time is your mom picking you up today? <laughs> <laughs> so, and, and yeah, oh, like it's similar. It's similar with. It's similar with me, like my Wii library for a system that supposedly has no games, my Wii library is bigger than, it's slightly bigger than my 360 library and it's like a mile longer than my PS3 library. I mean, I never yeah. had problems finding any new, fun, unique, creative experiences and not not just from Nintendo, but with plenty of third party games as well. It's just yeah. sometimes you have to put your bias aside and realize that there are lots of great games for every system, regardless it- of if you want to acknowledge it or not. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, w- I wanted to close out just real quick. Um, and this will be an article for another day. But, you know, I, I, it's no surprise. I'm extremely biased towards Nintendo. That's what I grew up with. I mean, you guys were talking age earlier. I'll be 37 this year. And Whoa. so I've had, yeah. So I, I've had the <laughs> Nintendo since I've been uh, six, you know. So, uh, yeah. And I've so had, have all I. Other, so yeah. have I. Yeah. So but <laughs> the thing is, though, if when a game comes out for a system, that's why one of my questions that I asked uh, on Twitter last week was, what game, if you don't own a Wii U or an Xbox One or a PS4 or a PC to become a PC gamer, what game would have to come out for that system to make you buy it? And I've I've always bought a system because of a game. And, and I don't let my, I don't want to call it loyalty, but my favoritism towards Nintendo hinder me from experiencing titles on other systems. You know, I bought Fallout 3 and I bought a 360 because I really love that game and I put in so many hours in that title. Really? I bought. I would never. You know, I would never peg you as a Fallout fan. Oh, I love Fallout. Loved Fallout. Um, I bought a PS3 because I wanted to play all the fighting games on there, and and I, I really love the games that were on there. So it, it's it's and for the same thing. If I if I can do that, and I know a lot of the other people can. If if you want to consider yourself a gamer, you shouldn't let what console it arrives on stop you from experiencing it even if you don't own it find a friend who has it or make a friend who has it and play it it's because i mean these guys who make games they don't they don't hold loyalties like we do to our system they just want to make a game they just want to you know they want to put out a product that people will love and enjoy and uh it's kind of disheartening when you see fans or gamers quote unquote get that upset and even if they're trolling i mean it's just not even that funny any at this point anymore you know to to say i'm gonna kill myself or i'm gonna kill someone else because i can't play this game about a witch on my console that my parents with long hair yeah Yeah, and and chances are if you're complaining about the game you're probably not old enough to go buy it yourself anyway (laughs) Yeah, and it ignores the fact completely that the game wouldn't have been made without Nintendo regardless, that Sega wasn't going to foot the bill, and then Microsoft and Sony were both allegedly approached to publish it, and they both passed. So it was either Nintendo or nowhere, and I 
at the time when it was first announced, I saw so many people that were saying I would rather have it not exist than come out exclusively for a Nintendo system. So, How foolish do you think ridiculous. Sega feels right now? That they, they see all this great yeah. response for the game. Like, we had the chance to publish the game of the year, and we totally pass it up. Yeah. I don't know. They're probably feeling a little more foolish over Sonic Boom. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, you're like, no, we don't want to put the money for Bayonetta 2, because we have this idea for Sonic. Oh, my God. We're going we're we're gonna gonna to put, put a scarf on, on him. him. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to give... Uh, knuckles a bunch of you know human growth hormone it's gonna it's gonna gonna be fantastic the kids are gonna eat it up that's gonna be great oh yeah and then just on on the subject again before i forget because i already forgot once but um on the subject of the whole nintendo hate the funny story actually um the very first uh geekscape party that i attended when i was a fairly new writer for the site um i was just kind of getting to know everybody and i'm not going to name names but there was someone who was talking to me and he was like, oh, you write about games, right? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. And he goes, oh, what's your favorite? And everyone at the party was talking about Mass Effect 2, Mass Effect 2, Mass Effect 2, which was a fantastic game, but it was the only thing anyone was talking about. And then he goes, oh, you're a games writer, right? Oh, what's your game of the year? And I said, Mario Galaxy. And then he just turned around and started talking to someone else. <laughs> <laughs> like, what, did a, he, what a prick. <laughs> did it, like, he didn't even respond. He just turned around and started talking to someone else. I'm like, all right, well, fuck you too. <laughs> It's like that. It's like that guy uh, at the Kaptara booth at Kamikaze when he was talking to, <laughs> to John. Like he's like, "Oh, so what do you guys do?" And John starts to explain. He's like, uh, turns around, and just walks away. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucked up. Kaptara. Oh, that Kaptara. Kaptara. I still have. I still find Kaptara stickers like everywhere. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, because like I, because I took like all of them. So. Like <laughs> for for those like, of you who don't know what we're talking about, there was this uh, Kamikaze last year. Right across from our booth, there was this, you know, people are trying to show their, their new books or comics or, you know, TV projects. This guy had this god awful animated movie. It, like, CG, CG movie. It, it, it looked like when people were first figuring out what CG was, like he, he still had that first program from like 1992 and put yeah. together this horrible looking, like, I don't want to say it looked like 300 or Conan, but. Very stiff animation, like no, it was very, it's the kind of program that a kid's computer would have preloaded to let them play, you know, and you, you know what it reminded you know remind me of everybody, all the characters in it looked like um, uh, covers for graphics cards from the 90s, like the, <laughs> the, the Voodoo 300 or like Holy Ruby. Shit. I That's remember exactly. you saying that That's last a- year and it was so fucking funny. And like, and everybody had the same walk cycle. Like they just like shit themselves and like were bouncing. It was it was te- the, the funniest part of Capterra, folks, the listeners. Is I'm sitting there at the booth and I'm like, oh yeah, this is proof of concept. Like maybe they're running a Kickstarter or whatever. I'm like, oh yeah, proof of concept. Yada yada yada. And I'm like, man, this is a really long demo reel. This is a really long like storyboard. <laughs> this has been going on for a long time. Oh my god, those are credits. That was the finished product. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, like if it was a. a- demo project like if this was some high school kid figuring out how to make a cgi movie it would be impressive like holy crap like good for you man you did a lot of good stuff here but this is an older dude and he was selling this yeah as you said this was like a finished polished product and like no fucking way (laughs) no this is horrible i'm sorry yeah what are you doing here oh my god (laughs) 
And all the reviews in IMDb were obviously fake. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. He wrote fake reviews. That's... <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> yeah, and the, and the funny thing was, like, like I stole all of their stickers and was like putting them in like random people's pockets and bags. And do you remember you put one in Fat Burger? You put one like in the sprinkler in the bathroom. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just shoved it in the sprinklers, and some some guys gonna come in like, "What the fuck is a Captera?" <laughs> 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 uh, oh, memories. Um, unless you got anything else, Juan, I'm gonna go through uh, my recap. Um, and also just uh, my my so my favorite 3ds game was Shovel Knight, um, a shop game. Shovel Knight. My favorite 3ds game was Bravely Default. My favorite Wii U game uh, was Bayonetta 2. But the the one thing 2014 was a hell of a year for Nintendo because every month there was something that people were talking about that they were doing, and even if it wasn't a game that was out, the single greatest thing of the last year was luigi's mario kart 8 meme the yeah. death stare of luigi like caught yeah. fire and like that was so white hot for a while like i i'm sure that stare sold wii u game systems absolutely definitely. positive definitely definitely uh yeah i have to agree that it was definitely the week, uh, year of nintendo um i mean they like everybody else was putting out content and had major like fuck-ups or patches was, yeah and then <laughs> And then Nintendo was the only one that released uh, titles that like, on launch worked, and it was just definitely the year of Nintendo. Um, but yeah, but uh, for me, uh, to touch on my list, uh, like I said earlier, Destiny was my number five, and Titanfall was my number four. Um, I added Bioshock Infinite Burial at Sea Episode 2 uh, as my number three, and yeah, it was an expansion, uh, but I felt like it was such a departure from the previous expansion and the game itself, where you're playing as Elizabeth and you're way squishier. Uh, and uh, you have to be super stealthy, and it it it, it was it was a huge difference. Uh, I, I beat it in about ninety minutes on the hardest difficulty, um, but the story was so enthralling, and it's just I I I I would love love to see another game on the scale of Bioshock Infinite because that that game it it it's it's not the the most perfect game, and it's not even my favorite game. Uh, but I would say it's probably the best game I've ever played. Um, and, you know, that could be debated left and right, but I think it is the best game I've ever played uh, because the story just brings you in. The controls are just you're so on point. Uh, the combat is fluid. Uh, it's it's tough when it needs to be, and it's not when it doesn't have to be. Um, there's some, like, weird stuff, like when you fight the ghost in the graveyard, but uh, besides that, like, totally on point. So having Burial at Sea come out this year, it was just a perfect like a perfect like wrapper for that entire package and it was it was amazing um and then my number two game of the year uh vanishing of ethan carter cannot give that game any more praise um i i thought it actually came out on the unreal 4 engine but it's unreal 3 uh which surprises me even more because that game is so fucking gorgeous like you have to you guys have to pick it up and play it or find somebody with like a beefy pc and play this game because you know, it's it's fairly small, it's fairly quick, but it's it's just it was so awesome um, to experience uh, a awesome new twist on like the first person like adventure games like Myst, uh, like the Journeyman series. So I <coughs> I would say you you got to pick it up, and this the story is really 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 fun. And I like I like narratives that like fuck with you and are really uh, trippy. That's why I guess why I like Bioshock Infinite so much. Um, but there's 
you know, there's really innocuous explanations for these grandiose things that happen to you in the game. Like there's a part where you are in a cave and it floods and then you're like up against this giant like Kraken octopus in a flooded meadow. And then once once you've solved the puzzle and get it all done, it turns out that you were just uh, Ethan Carter in the game wrote a story about this giant octopus that attacked a, a farm. And then you were just living his dream essentially. And just those those explanations for those crazy events was was awesome. So I can't give that any higher praise. And my number one of the year, no surprise, this war of mine completely blew me away. I played it at PAX, blew me away. Played the review copy, blew me away. Finally got the release copy, fucking blew me away. And you'll be sitting there, like barely scraping on. You know, you get some of your survivors are starting to freeze. Some of them are are, are sick. Uh, and you know, you you go on to like day thirty, and like you don't know when the war is going to end. It it for every time you play through, it could be different. It could be a couple of months, a couple of weeks. It could be you know a year. Like you don't know when the war is going to end. So when you're like day forty, and like you you're going out on a scavenging mission, and you fuck up, like you misclick, like you don't do something right, and you get a character dead. You know, not only is like everyone's mood going to like plummet, but you know you're going to feel it in your gut. Because you you've become attached to these characters, and they're they're fairly like two dimensional or you know one dimensional characters. Um, you know they have like text and they have their own like quirks and everything. But you're like, holy shit, I I lost Pavel. Uh, I I can't believe it. And you're like, yeah, I I don't rage when I play games that often, but like I lost Pavel on a on a scavenging mission. He had a full backpack, had medicine, had food. Like everyone was gonna be good for a week, and he got shot. And I just like I flipped shit and i and i couldn't believe it um and they they added a bunch of new stuff um for free you um have the option of picking a, a different uh, shelter uh you can pick your like i guess your main storyline character you get, you get to pick uh who your ostensibly is going to be running the story uh and then the other people will come in and out um so they're they're putting some awesome content into it and um the the community for it especially on reddit is fairly small but there's a lot of people that are talking about strats and you know like speed runs even um so it's it's a pretty it's a pretty amazing game that i think needs to get much more attention that than it is getting and like you guys all need to pick it up some some way like when it gets on the ios or something pick it up because this game is just absolutely amazing yeah like i was saying when you first mentioned it and um i need to clear out space to be able to get it but um the more you talk about it and reading your list and hearing you talk about it the first time just makes it sound like such a such an experience and um definitely need to make sure to check it out yeah and it in i i hate to say and sound douchey and use buzzwords like it's a complete like visceral experience but it really is because like the sound design is really good the the music is just so haunting and it's like some of the the options that you have to are presented with so you all your survivors are, are starving and dying and there's some that are sick. And the only place that you know has medicine is a house where an elderly couple have barely been like, you know, surviving. So what do you do? Do you, do you let some people potentially die and hope that you can go to the marketplace and trade for food? Or do you sneak into this, this old person's house, steal all their medicine and their food um, and then come back a few days later uh, and find them that they've died uh, because they ran out of supplies themselves. And then you can just go in and, you know, raid the house willy nilly, or do you just let them go and maybe bandits will get them? Like you, you get, you get, you get presented with these situations that are pretty tough. And then, you know, if heaven forbid, you get into a situation where you have to, you know, 
fight them and kill them and they're not like a bandit because the, the bandits are you know pretty cut and dry they're the bad guys of this universe so if you have a character that kills a bandit no one's gonna like be like you know oh my god what did you do but if like you kill an old couple because the guy's like get out of my house you know the 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 morale at your shelter is gonna plummet and everyone's just their effectiveness is gonna drop so this I can't give it any more praise and it's just such a awesome awesome complete title and uh yeah I felt like I, I should have added more to my my one paragraph but it's words don't do it justice <laughs> words don't do it justice and uh you know besides my list I you know I got a uh, PlayStation 4 this year uh really dug it <laughs> got excuse me got a Wii U really dug it um I didn't put any Wii U games on my top top 5 mostly because like, I I would I would say Smash Bros is an honorable mention uh, because it's Smash Bros, and you know, uh, like Juan always says, how do you fuck up a burrito? Ubisoft finds a way. Well, Nintendo has never fucked up Mexican food, uh, and Smash <laughs> Brothers is the perfect enchilada, you know, for your your buffet. So, but I felt like it was just you know too easy. I, I wanted to pick some uh, better games. So, but yeah, that's that's me uh, in a nutshell in a gaming year. Um, what are you guys looking forward to in 2015? What is what is the game that's coming out? first that you just want to gobble up i'm really looking forward to um, new mario kart 8 tracks yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i already have that uh dlc pack per- pre-purchased so likewise yeah so we'll get a we'll get a chance to jump on that and you can kick all of our asses again <laughs> yeah we, we we the four of us sounds like a, a plan do a do a do a match together yeah, yeah that'd be Ooh, great yeah but but we also need to get Smash Brothers in so that I could actually win a, once in a while. <laughs> I, can't, yeah. I can't. I can't just get beat by Derek all the time. <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah, I'm just looking at like a, a list of games that are, um, you know, set to come out. And you know what? I think I could. I'm probably speaking for everybody when I say the game that we're most looking forward to this year is Hatred. Um, <laughs> how do you? You every week you find a way to bring Hatred up. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I'm reading a synopsis. Uh, play as an angry young male as he travels to the Ubisoft offices and unleashes his disgust over their titles in the last three years. Would, would, Wait, would is that, that right? Cha- would that change your opinion if that ended up being the plot? He's like, he's like, he's heading. He he secretly has a copy of Unity in his back pocket, and he's heading towards Ubisoft. Yeah, I you know that would be that gaming year 2015. <laughs> <laughs> it, you know what it like it might just that game might end up being fun but who knows yeah it's just so uh, ridiculously morbid and it's just gonna make games look bad yeah well i i saw a, a funny comic that kind of boiled it down that uh you know everybody was giving hatred a lot of shit um but you can turn around and do essentially the same exact things in grand theft auto 5 but everyone says it's okay because they're poking fun at like modern pop culture the whole time so i I don't know if it's exactly the same i mean because there's no hatred specifically showed special animations of people begging for their lives like in gta that doesn't happen doesn't ever take themselves that seriously in terms of the action you know the things that you can do it's all kind of presented in a more tongue-in-cheek way whereas hatred is trying to be portray itself as like like super realistic as morbid as possible, just really giving off that vibe that you're going around murdering innocent people more so than any other games where you could actually do it, but it never makes itself or treats itself like anything other than a video. True, true. All right, yeah, that's that's a, that's a good point. That's a good point. Um, yeah, I'm just looking at a list. You know, we got Zelda coming out this year, um, Star Fox coming out this year. Um, I know we're probably all going to get those day one. Oh, um, yeah. 
the new Battlefront, Star Wars Battlefront. Uh, from uh, Mirror's I'm Edge, I'm really looking forward to. Okay. Yeah, Mirror's Edge. Mighty Number no. Nine's co- supposed to be coming out this year. Um, Splatoon. Split- coming out. Oh yeah. Yeah. And all the shit that got delayed this year, like fucking Batman uh, Arkham Knight. Yeah. And uh, Order. I, uh, the Order. I'm really looking forward to Dying Light as well. Oh yeah, uh, Dying Light. Here, that's on this list. What? What? Uh, what was that again? It's like the parkour, like free roaming zombie first person, and like you're you're you do like parkour stuff, but there's zombies everywhere, and it just looks really good. Why, why have I not heard of this? This it's sounds by the amazing. Guy, it's by the guys that created Dead Island, I think. Um. Techland. Wow, I can't believe I haven't heard of this. This looks fucking amazing. Yeah, it looks, looks like, and I post all the trailers, so way to read your own website. Uh, well, you know what? Maybe if you could Don't tag... even get me started on this shit. Just don't even... <laughs> Maybe as soon as I tag... said that, I was like, I shouldn't have said that, because now Shane's going to say this. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if you tagged your trailers, you know, properly, wouldn't be a problem. Hello? Hello, McFly? Uh, uh, but but yeah, even like um, Halo 5 is coming out. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. And the beta just came out too. I've heard yes. good things about the beta. I've heard, you know, other other podcasts I've heard. Does it run things. better than does it run better than the actual retail version of Master Chief Collection? <laughs> well, it runs. So So it win yeah, it's wins by default. <laughs> wins by default. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And um then, uh, does anybody oh, else got anything else they want to say? Yeah, just a real quick to get all my weeaboo crap out of the way. <laughs> um in January, February, and I believe it's speculated March we're getting three new Hyperdimension Neptunia games, one of which I'm already playing for a review. So that was a series that I never played before. Played it this year, loved it enough to include it on my list of best games of the year. What, kind, what type we'll of be... game is it? Is it kind of like the Persona games? Not really. It's well, the very first game I played of the series was this random review copy I got of a music game version. So I'm like, <laughs> okay, cool. I love music games. Let's try it. And it was the worst fucking game I've played in a really long time. <laughs> it's like, like the game itself, it wasn't even really a music game. The character just stood there and sang and danced while you rotated the camera. That was the extent of the game. Oh, God. And this was, a, and this was a $40 retail Vita release, keep in mind. But when I played through it, I was like, oh, yeah, I remember reading about a game like this years ago where it was based in the game industry, quote unquote, and each console was represented by a different goddess. So I was like, okay, cool. And then they came out with a remake of the first RPG, which is the one I included on my list. And it was a complete 180 of the shitty music game I played. So the uh, sequel is coming out January 26th for the Vita, for those people who remember that system exists. So <laughs> that's that's my first game of 2015. And then they're coming out with a strategy RPG version the month after. And then they're coming out with a Dynasty Warriors knockoff the month after, which normally I wouldn't care about, but... Hyrule Warriors turned me into a fan of the series, so I'm going to give it a shot. Yeah, I have to say, like that probably is one of my guilty pleasures because you put me in front of a Dynasty Warriors game, and I'll fucking play it for days. Yeah, no, like I played them in the past and hated them, but Hyrule Warriors kind of turned me around on it. Mm. And I don't know if it's just because of the Zelda mechanics they threw in, or if I'm just turning a new leaf to the concept. But I mean, we'll find out when the new one comes out. And plus, something that uh, that you'll probably be able to appreciate, Shane. Um, the Dynasty Warriors version of Hyperdimension Neptunia when they take too much damage, their clothes break. Oh, dude, I'm totally on board with that. It's like yeah, it's so, like Senran Kagura. Yeah, that's actually from what I haven't played that game yet, but from what I read, it's pretty much a knock. This version of Dynasty Warriors Neptunia is like a knockoff of that one. Oh, dude, so. awesome! You have to get Senran Kagura off the the eShop. It's it's up much fan service, and they're all my waifus. <laughs> yeah, no, I've heard a lot about it. And then one last thing, speaking of waifus, it's not announced yet. <laughs> <laughs> but 
I'm I count I'm crossing my fingers that the uh Danganronpa action the action game spin-off that came out last year in Japan. I'm crossing my fingers that that's going to make a release for this year. Is your waifu in that game? Uh n- no, a different girl is. She could be my waifu depending how this plays out. <laughs> hey, if you play your cards right, you can be another one of my waifus. <laughs> um <coughs> Oh fuck. Uh one thing I I uh, wanted to to just tack on here is that uh the Pokémon tag tournament game is supposed to be coming out this year. Oh, the yes, Pokemon yes. game. That's interesting. And Tekken 7 too. Yeah, uh, hopefully we get that lucky Chloe character. Yeah, and they just released a new one today who's like an Arab character, so that was actually really interesting. I'm glad that they're adding so much variety into the game. Hmm. Right on, right on. Well, uh, unless you guys have anything else to say, I just want to thank the listeners uh, for being fans. Both uh, of you. Yeah, both of you. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, and then we got we got some of our like real big fans like uh, Jeremy Shepard uh, and Miles uh, Harbord. Albert Herber, I don't know how to pronounce your last name. Sorry. Uh, you know, we really appreciate you guys. Uh, you know, always commenting, always talking, sharing, sharing the podcast. You know, we're only twelve weeks in. Uh, well, twelve episodes. You know, but we <laughs> skipped a week. Um, but uh, I feel like uh, we've really got into our groove, and we uh, are here. Here's to here's to 2015 Podcast of the Year Award winner right here. That's us. We're uh, we are also the judges, so. <laughs> <laughs> the Geekscape Games Podcast, the Geekscape Podcast Awards, and we still almost <laughs> lost to Nerdist. <laughs> <laughs> all right, don't we uh, always? <laughs> don't we always? Oh, We're gonna have awesome. to. We we have to do a. I'll talk to you guys after the show. But <laughs> with the <Nerdist>. okay. yeah. <laughs> all right, everybody. Uh, as always, you can find me on Twitter uh, at Shane O'Hare, at Inu Joshua, at the King of Mars. Do we lose? Adam, I'm going to bed. it's six o'clock it's six o'clock yes it was a very long night did you guys did like it's it was literally new year's eve did nobody do anything because i did and uh now i'm tired so was it wasn't canadian new year's a month ago (laughs) (laughs) you would think you would think that but uh for some reason we it's just thanksgiving so <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, we'll see you guys next week and into 2015. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.